Hello, everyone. You are listening to part eight of the Boundaries series. My name is Kristen Brown, and this one is titled The Biggest Boundary Mistake. This will be the last and final part of the Boundaries series, but just like all the others, it is so super important because this is one of the biggest mistakes that we make about boundaries. I'm thinking back to when I was a child and my mother would ask me to do something and I remember jumping up and doing it. If she asked, I did it. Now, I am a people pleaser by heart. I do want to please people. But when it really came to my mother, it was really that I like to help. I just love helping people. I like to make other people's lives better. I've always been that way. I like to make people feel good. So I was super helpful with my mom if she asked me something. You didn't have to ask me twice. I didn't get in trouble for not helping. And as I grew up and had children of my own, yeah, I noticed that wasn't the case. (laughs) Now, I thought it would be. I projected my helpfulness out to my kids because I was that way. I assumed they would be that way. I loved my mom and I figured while they love me too, they love me a lot. I had a very, I have, still have a very close relationship with my children. So I thought, oh, they would love to help. But that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case at all. It was like I was finding myself asking them things two, three, four, five times, and even maybe even more than that. And then I would blow. And I found the same thing happening in my romantic relationships. I would make a request of my partner. I would ask for some respect in a certain area, whatever it might be. And it wouldn't happen. So I'd talk about it again and I would ask again and it wouldn't happen. And I'd be a little bit upset or I'd cry and then it wouldn't happen. And over and over. And then finally, after like the, I don't know how many times, whatever my breaking point would be, I would below. And then I look like the crazy person. And this used to upset me so much because the minute I would blow, all the focus came off of what they weren't doing and went on to me. Look at you. She's crazy. Oh my gosh, you're losing it. If it was my kids, they'd say, you're mad at so-and-so and you're taking it out on me You know, because there was always just one little final straw. It was a conglomeration of what everybody did. But it was, let's say, a final straw that my son did. And then everybody's getting it. Or a final straw that my daughter did. And then everybody's getting it. I used to call it the hammer coming down. Because I would say, all right, we have to clear this slate. Let me restate the rules. And this is what's going to happen from henceforth. And I would give them consequences of what was going to happen. But then what? What happened, guys? Take a wild friggin' guess what happened. I didn't follow through with my consequences. I did not follow through with my consequences. Or if I did, I wasn't consistent. I started in the beginning, and then things would get peaceful and on track, and I would think we were set, and I would let it go again. Now, all of this was very honest thinking on my part. I truly thought, oh, they got it now. And so I don't have to follow around, you know, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. Did you pick up your room? Did you sort your laundry? You know, I didn't feel like I had to do that because they kind of stepped up to the plate. 
then I realized that this was so similar to these this experience I'm having with my now puppy who's 14 weeks old, Wesley, and my puppy that I got like 13, 14 years ago named Robbie. Now they're two complete different breeds. One's a small breed, one's going to be a medium breed. Robbie was a little guy. He was a Bichon. But Robbie was one and done. I keep telling my husband, I'm like, I was hugely spoiled from that little boy. That dog wanted to please me from go. I, he went potty on command outside. He did not. I mean, I think as a puppy, maybe he pee-peed once or twice in the kitchen. Maybe. I mean, I don't ever remember him pooing. He would go right into his, what I called his boxy, his little kennel for sleeping or when we left to say, get your boxy. He'd jump right in, happy as can be. This guy was a dream. I call him Angel Dog. He was so easy. Whatever I requested, he did. I didn't, I tried treats. Like later I thought, well, he's so compliant that I'll try to teach him some really cool tricks. Nope, didn't want a treat. Didn't like him. Didn't want treats, didn't want table food, nothing. I was like, this is crazy. It was like the perfect dog. Now, I get Wesley. Wesley's an Aussie mix. Wesley's a mutt. They're just calling him an Aussie mix because he kind of has some characteristics from that. We also think he's some type of healer because he likes to nip at us a lot. Oh my gosh, this dog. Sweet as can be. Personality like my Rob's. In fact, I call him Rob's sometimes. So maybe Robbie reincarnated into a medium-sized dog. But this dog, you guys, holy smokes. He's got a mind of his own. He's not listening. He's going to do it his way and when he wants to do it. And I found myself... And I found myself... Excuse me, you guys. That was my phone. Having to be uber consistent with this guy and the family like we can't let things go we have to all be on the same page at all times if he's with my 13 year old he's she she has to follow through the exact same stuff if he's with me i have to do it if he's with my husband he has to do it when my older kids come over i'm like here's the rules you guys it's taken can you hear him barking out there (laughs) It has taken a lot to train this boy. Well, guess what? The same thing happens with our people. Some people are pretty compliant and they're like, oh, sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Sure. You don't want me to do that. And they never do it again. And I'm raising my hand because that's me. If someone says, hey, please don't put your feet on the dashboard of my car. I don't keep doing it until they're mad at me. I'm like, I don't, no one's asked me not to do this. You guys, I'm just saying. I would be courteous enough to ask if I could do it because I do ride like that a lot. But if they asked me something like that, I would be happy to comply. You wouldn't have to ask me 10 times and you wouldn't have to get mad at me and give me a consequence. Well, guess what? Not all people are like that. And when we project that they are, we keep asking, thinking, you know, time 22, they're going to finally hear us and they're going to get it, but then they don't. And most often what happens is this massive amount of frustration builds up inside of us and we blow. Now, I'm not saying that's true for all of us, you guys. A lot of people that I coach and talk to are very internal. They turn it inward, they swallow it down, and they act like it's not there. But that does not mean 
It's not happening inside your body. Me, I'm an expressive person, as you can probably tell, so it comes out of my body. But here's what happened, is that I would blow, probably throw a couple F-bombs at whoever I'm talking to because I've completely lost it, and then I would realize, I would question myself afterwards. I I would evaluate what is happening. I would say, like, why am I blowing? Because it's really not my nature. I'm a very calm, very easygoing, mellow type person. Mellow is in, you know, I don't get angry easy. Um, not mellow is in the fact that I'm not excited and adventurous and things like that. I'm, I'm kind of a, a little bit of a spaz, but I don't do those type of things. I had to question myself. And every single time was because I got saturated. I was done after the 18th time of asking or someone arguing with me about, you know, this thing that I'm asking them to do or requesting, fighting with me or telling me it's my fault, whatever it might be, then I would blow. So I wanted to make this part for you guys, the last and final part of the boundary series, because it is so important to know the biggest mistake we make is not being consistent. Because it sucks, doesn't it? It sucks that we feel like we have to follow up on every little thing. It makes us feel like we're parenting our partners. I have people that say that to me all the time. Like, I feel like I'm his mother. Or, well, yeah, it appears that way because we have to be super consistent with our children. But it's, it's not being their mother. It is teaching this person what is acceptable to you. And guess what? Some people don't get it the first time. They just don't. Just like my two different dog personalities, Robbie, who's a little dog, a small breed, you would think would be a spaz and an ankle biter and bark his head off at everything, not at all. I told him like once or twice, no bark. The dog never barked again until my we moved into my mom's house and my stepdad really encouraged the barking in all the dogs and he just kind of became a little bit of a barker. But when I lived in my home, that freaking dog never barked. It was amazing. Now I got this guy that he's barking his head off. I say no bark and he is look, he just keeps going like I didn't even talk. Well, the same thing is with our people. So guys, again, we got to take radical responsibility for our experience in life. And if we have a person in our life that we have to be super consistent with, then so be it. That's their personality and that's what it requires. It requires a consequence. We're lucky when we have people that we don't have to do that with, but that is not always the case. Alrighty, guys, I hope you got a lot from this last and final episode of the Boundary Series and actually the entire Boundary Series. I had so much fun recording this. I mean, boundaries really are so incredibly important and they shift our relationships in the most amazing ways and we get to be treated the way we like to be treated and it is a win-win for everybody involved. So I hope you guys learned a lot and thank you so much for being here.